Welcome to Daf Highlights, Brochus Daf 27. Question. It's Erev Shabbos. I'm about to dive in Marv, and I look outside and it's cloudy. And then I dive in Marv, and then I realize I look outside and it was only clouds and it was covering up the sun, but really the sun, it was not still Friday. Do I have to dive in again? And did, can I do Malacha? Answer. Depends. If you're part of a congregation and you mistakenly miscalculate and daven the Shabbos Marv for the Zman, when they're exempt from praying, they don't have to daven again, but they're still permitted to do work. The say that if one either lit candles or paid the Marv Shabbos with a congregation, and this was a mistake, he may no longer perform work. And the reason for this, the the Ga'inim follow Rava, who rules that Taisa Shabbos is biblical, and therefore mistaken acceptance of Shabbos is binding, and Abai's view is not followed, for he believes that Taisa Shabbos is merely rabbinic. The Daf starts off and says that when Rabbi Huda says that one may pray until Plaka Mincha, does that refer to half the time of Mincha Gedailah or of Mincha Ketana? So again, to describe the Shazmani is that let's say you have daytime is between 6 a.m. and 6 p.m. That's 12 hours. You divide that by 12. So the first three hours is, let's say, 9 o'clock a.m. And then six hours would be 12 PM. So when we said that uh, the answer is that Rehuda considers Plag Mincha, they refer to hour 10 and 3 quarters, which is Plag Mincha Ketana, the smaller one. So that would be 10 and 3 quarters hours, which would be 4.45 PM. Question. The previous discussion indicates clearly that the times of prayer corresponds to those who live Karbanites and are independent of the times established by the Avos. So this is contrary to Rabbi Yosef Rechani. No, the answer is that Rabbi Yosef believes that uh, the Avos established the prayers and the Rabbi set times for those prayers so that they could correspond to the times that the off- offerings were brought into the temple. Now, the question is, when he says that, uh, Rabbi Huda said that one may play until the beginning of hour 4, which is 9 a.m., or either the end of hour 4 or 10 a.m., meaning, does the word until mean including? Is it Adriyavachal or not? So that we try to say and try to answer from our mission. Our mission says that Rabbi rules that one may pray mincha until plaga mincha. So if until means including, this means that one may pray mincha through the plaga mincha period. That's a problem because then it would be that Rabbi Huda and the rabbis would both be saying that you could daven mincha until sunset. So there'd be no difference between the rabbis and Rabbi Huda. Therefore, you have to say no. You must imply that until means no only until, and then you have a machlekes between the rabbanim means until plaga mincha and the rabbanim would say until sunset. Or no, maybe possibly that Rabbi Huda rules that one could. We have another mission that says that you could Rabbi Huda holds that you could daven musaf until hour seven. Now. If the price says that a person has a choice of praying mitzvah or mincha, then the rabbanon say they should daven mincha first because uh, that's what uh, whatever comes more common is that's what's on first. But some so but Rabbi Huda says no, he should daven musaf because that's he only has a short amount of time left. So must be only daven musaf until until hour seven, which is not including hour seven. So must be. The Bryce said follows that until means including, because if the only interpretation which allowed the time of to overlap with the time of Mincha would be if you include it in hour 7. If it meant not including, you can't have Mincha, and it would only be until 1, 1 p.m. So not including the Muslim. But that's contradiction. You have two different things. So must you have to understand like this, that the second Bryce of is referring to the first half of Plag of Mincha, and he's saying that Mincha must be printed until 10, 3, 4 hour. Another proof is that the Bryce says Rabbi Yehuda ben Bav testified about five items. There are times that the Rabbi instructed a minor to perform mi'un. If there are two sisters and one was midrabbanon, so we tell them to do mi'un, so you could do chalitza to the real sister. Number two, a woman may marry even if there's only one witness to her husband's death. So in order not to create a gunais, a rooster was stoned in Jerusalem for having killed an infant. So we see from here that a rooster, any animal that kills anyway, is the same thing like a regular animal uh, that kills and he also gets stoned. Uh, number four, a wine which has aged 40 days, even though it doesn't really taste, you can still taste the 
the um, the liquid with the the grape flavor with the alcohol. It's still too separate, and you might not think it's good wine, but nevertheless, you still could pour it on the mizbeach. Number E, uh, number five, that the Talmud was the Talmud was offered during four, hour four. So we see that hour four includes hour four. So we have a proof. Rabbanan says Allah follows that. So we have that the rooster was stoned in Yerushalayim for having killed an infant, and one was aged 40 days, maybe used for libations, put on the Mizbech. Talmud was offered during hour four, so we see from here that Rukhanda holds that the way Allah follows every Yehuda since the Mishra Idis says specifically, supports his view, that uh, everyone, that there was testimonies, everyone accepted that view, that included. Now, the Bible says uh, that the sun warmed the earth and the mud melted. So we see from here that this refers to hour four when the heat of the sun began to fall, but it's not the hot, meaning because the sun is considered hot. Now, the mud was collected by Biker Biker, according to Rehuda. Biker ends at, end, at hour four. Additional time, Biker teaches that the mud was collected until hour, uh, until hour three, where the Rabban and Biker indicates noon. So Biker Biker includes that the mud was collected for the first half of the morning to the end of hour three. The heat of the day, this refers to noon. Now, what about Menchah? Menchah is to be paid until evening. So, does Allah follow like Rehuda or not? So, we want to say that Rav Chizda says that since Rav, we have a, proof, a story that Rav prayed Mar of Shabbos on Friday afternoon. So, it's proof that Allah follows like Rehuda. But we have no, because given that Rehuda and Rabbanah would not pray the Mar on Friday afternoon, this would mean that they ruled Allah is not in accordance with Rehuda. And it's Allah has not been determined, so you have two different shitas, you can follow whichever one you want. Now, you can only do this you go, as long as you're consistent. So if you designate the period after Pagam Mincha as the time for Marv, then you should do that on a regular basis. If one prayer is Mincha after Pagam Mincha, then you should not pray Marv until after sunset. Nevertheless, if someone did pray Marv before sunset, he has fulfilled his obligation. So you see from here that one may light candles early, or light candles early provided they accept Shabbos early. And uh, the Rav followed Rav's position consistently. After he's going, read Shema again because of the mitzvah. I was unconcerned about juxtaposing Gulen Tfila. And, and the Ram says the starting time for Marv is the beginning of the night. So you should play Marv on Friday night before sunset and a Marv on sun, 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 Sunday during shops. Because Marv is voluntary, so you're not punctual. You can do it even a little earlier, but not because that's the right time, just because it's uh, it's because it's uh, voluntary. Now, if when what if a congregation miscalculated regarding Shabbos or things like that we discussed. Now, Rab prayed Marv on Friday afternoon in Beis Geneva and his students, Rav Yirmi and Rav Bar Abba, stood behind him and prayed. And Rav finished first, but he would not take the three seconds back and not to disturb Rav Yirmi. So from here we learn three things. A person may pray Marv on Friday afternoon, so he may pray while standing behind his teacher who is also praying, and a person may not walk in front of a person who is praying Alameda. The mission says there are two reasons for giving why you're not allowed to walk in front of someone. The walking serves to distract the prayer. It causes a separation between the individual and the Shekhinah. Now, one may not walk directly in front of someone who is praying, but there's no, you can be next to him on the side. Now, Nafkamina would be, let's say he's wearing a towel on his head, so then maybe you may not, you might not have those two things that won't be distracting, but may or may not cause, you still have the separation between the individual and the Shekhinah. Now, it appears that one should be able to stand directly before a person is praying, so why is only one standing on the side and not directly in front of him? So you cannot move in front of a prayer to stand in front of someone who's down to stand in front of him. But if you seat in front of him, you could stand directly. You could stand up and down if you're already there. Uh, now, Ravam and Ravazi would walk before people who prayed, but it was more than four Amis before the individual. Now, uh, the Rav Yehuda. Now, the question on Rav Yirmiyah's behavior 
the per, uh, Rabbi Yudah and Rav says the person may not pray next to or behind his Rebbe. Rabbi Lezah says the following caused the Shekhinah to remove himself from the Jewish people, praying behind one's Rebbe, greeting one's Rebbe without mentioning his title, arguing with one Rebbe's teaching, presenting halakhic opinion that one did not hear from his Rebbe. So the answer is Rabbi Yudah and Rav was both a student and a colleague. So it wasn't uh, an affront in one. Rabbi prayed Marv early on Friday afternoon and he ceased from doing uh, Malacha. Question is, Rabbi said Rebbe once prayed Marv early on Friday afternoon and then he went to the bathhouse and said, Taught us that it was not again garden dark. He even taught, and so by going to the prayer house, at, to the bathhouse after Marv, he demonstrated he didn't keep Shabbos until after praying. Did you not go to the bathhouse? The answer is no. That was he didn't go into the bathhouse itself to take a bath, but he went into the sauna, and that was before the gazera that they made, so people shouldn't heat up the water on Shabbos. Now the question is, Abai permitted Rav Dimbar Luya to fumigate baskets after praying Marv Friday afternoon. Answer is no. Rav Dimbar erred. He made a mistake. So in that case, it was very cloudy, and then he thought the night had arrived. Therefore. He didn't really accept a Shabbos on purpose, and therefore, once he found that it was a mistake, he could do malacha. Avidan reports that when a congregation mistakenly played the Matzah Shabbos, this case is Matzah Shabbos, it's not really, it was a question, it's similar, but it's a different Matzah Shabbos, and Rebbe did not require them to pray it again. So the answer is they were not permitted to perform malacha until Shabbos is over. The answer is Rebbe did not want to inconvenience the whole congregation to the Tzur, that's why he didn't cause them to daven again. Here, Avin says Rebbe prayed Mariv of Shabbos afternoon. Uh, on Shabbos, it was on Friday afternoon, and Rav Yisrael prayed Marv Matz Shabbos on Shabbos afternoon. So the question is, when Rav prayed early, did he also recite the Kiddush before it says the Chavim? Answer: Answer: Not that when someone prays early, he may recite Kiddush as well, and that's everyone. Uh, that's Allah Chalamaisa. Question is, did Rav Yisrael say Havdal before it says the Chavim? And Rav Shmuel say yes. Marv does not have a set time. This implies that praying Marv is not obligatory. So it's Machleik. So Rav Yehuda and Shmuel reported the Marv prayer regularly holds it's mandatory, and Rav Shmuel holds it's optional. The Lacha follows that Abayah says the passing like Rabbi and Rabbi says no, he passed like Rabbi Shua. This is the story. Rabbi who was the head of yeshiva, yeshiva one time, found out that Rabbi Shua had told the student from Rechai that Marv was voluntary. So he made him. He asked him, "Is that true?" And he said, uh, "Yes, it was true." He made him stand, and then that got the whole uh, yeshiva upset, and they told him to stop uh, the shear, and then they were going to replace Rabbi Gamliel. So the question is, who would replace him? And you can't charge Rabbi, you can't choose Rabbi Shua because he was the cause of the whole issue. And so maybe we can't choose Rabbi Akiva because maybe Rabbi Gamal might punish him because he doesn't come from a prominent family, he comes from Gerim. So maybe choose Rabbi Lezer he's wise and he knows how to answer the question. If he's wealthy, he has influence with the Caesar. And if he's on the 10th generation from Ezra, so he also has Yichus. And Rabbi Lezer was asked, when asked, Rabbi Lezer responded that he would have that as his wife. She responded, but you have no white hairs. On that day, Michael Kurd, who was 18 years old, 18 rows of hair turned great. So the shiv was open to all, and Rabbi had been very choosy about his sin because he didn't want all type of kabari. So that day, Rabbi Lezer became head. He allowed uh, everyone to enter. Some say he had 400 benches, some say it was 700 benches. And Rabbi was concerned about the fact that he had withheld her from serious students, so he felt bad, and that night he dreamt that these students were not really fit to be in the shiva. In fact, that was not so. But really, Hashem just gave him the dream in order to not feel bad about what he did. So what was accomplished on that day? So when it says that day, it's referring to that day that religion was became the shivas. On that day that the testimonies appeared in Tarkta Idias were taken. Also on that day, all any unresolved issues were resolved. During the whole discussion, we will not leave the shiva. Examples of what were resolved on that day, that Yehuda and Amayni Ger wanted to know if he could marry Jewish. So Rabbi said no, because an Ammonite uh, is forbidden to marry Jewish. Yehuda, Yeshua said yes, because Sanchir moved by the people, and then there's, we don't know exactly who the original Ammonites are, and the rabbis ruled in accordance with Rabbi Yeshua.